I remember having a communication coaching session in which my client was in tears telling me how much effort she put into her social media posts only to get a like on the other side. She said, I'm trying my best to communicate deeply and authentically with others, whether I'm talking to them in person or when I'm interacting with others on social media. And when not even my closest friends or family take five seconds to write a response, I feel unseen and unheard. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach. I am devoted to helping multicultural individuals and couples on the path of transformation transform their lives and relationships through conscious communication. I'm so grateful you are here. If you've been following the Language Alchemy Podcast and you listened to last week's episode, then you know that this episode is part two of communicating consciously via text messages or direct messages on social media. If you haven't listened to part one, which is episode 97, just make note of episode 97. You can listen to it after you listen to this episode, or you can check out 97, where I give you six points to consider before you send a text message, and then come back to listen to this episode. In today's episode, I want to talk about two aspects of communication via text messaging, direct messaging on social media, or other online messaging apps like WhatsApp, Messenger, Voxer, and others. And these two aspects I'm going to discuss with you today have changed the way we communicate. And of course, at the end, I'm going to give you some tools to implement in your text and social media communication. For now, let's dive in. If you and I were having a conversation in person right now, you'd say something, and then I would say something else. Each time we say something, what we say is different, and also how we say it is different depending on what was said before. Let me give you an example. You may start with a complete question, like, how was your last meditation retreat? And since I just came back from a meditation retreat, I may give you an answer that has many sentences. I may also talk about it in incomplete sentences, or I may stop in the middle of a thought and then change the direction of what I'm saying. So for example, I may say something like, well, the retreat was beautiful because I was deep in, you know, like... When you are in a room with a hundred of your spiritual friends meditating together, oh, it's like you can enter into a different energetic field, a different dimension. Like, and then you may interrupt and say something like, is it like when you're in a yoga class and everybody's doing sun salutations together? Or you may say, oh yeah, I think I know what you mean. 
I read that when people are at a live concert after a few minutes, the audience and the musicians have synchronized their breath. And so everybody is inhaling and exhaling at the same rhythm, to which I may respond, wow, that's amazing. And now you and I may be talking about something else. We may be talking about the breath, or we may go in the direction of talking about the most recent live music concert we attended. Or maybe we go back to talking about my experience at the meditation retreat. But the thing is that we go back and forth. And if we're both present, if we're both listening and communicating consciously, that is to say, if we're both aware of how we are communicating, then there's a lively flow in the interaction. And it's the kind of interaction that if we were to write it down, when we read the transcript of that interaction, we would see that we're taking turns, we are interjecting, we are not finishing a thought. During some exchanges, we are finishing each other's thoughts. That is to say that we are both contributing and we're both carrying the conversation. And the same thing can happen over the phone. When you're having an enjoyable phone conversation with someone, you're both contributing to the conversation and you're both dictating the direction of the conversation. And of course, you're both listening. a little bit like partner dancing. I love to dance. And when I lived in the Caribbean, I spent a lot of time watching people partner dance. I'm talking salsa, merengue, bachata, cha-cha-cha, cumbia, and other dances. And while I took a few lessons here and there, I'm not really trained to dance those dances. But you know, when someone asks you to dance and you say yes, you need to be present. It's an opportunity to watch, to listen to the other person's body, to feel where the other person wants to go with the dance and to know whether you want to go there or not. And I know I'm digressing a little bit, but I recently had this experience. I was at Jazz Fest in New Orleans and a man asked me to dance salsa Matthew filmed it all and oh, it was so perfect. We were dancing and having this beautiful conversation about communication and I'll share the video with you on Instagram. Now, going back to what we're talking about, even though you and I are not interacting in person or on the phone, I was just talking to you. And most likely, as you were listening, something was going on in your internal dialogue And if we had been in person or on the phone right now, you would have said some of what you were thinking out loud to me. And then the interaction would go in the direction that both of us wanted it to go to. That's what would have happened naturally. And that is how we have learned to communicate. But that's not what happens when we communicate with others via text using our messaging apps, or when we send a direct message, or even when we respond to a post on social media. And so when we try to replicate that kind of flow, when we're texting or 
communicating with others on social media, it doesn't work. Not only that, it can create unnecessary conflicts, misunderstandings, disagreements. It can trigger people. So I want to talk about a couple of things that we need to be aware of when we are communicating via text. If we want to communicate consciously via text messaging or social media, then we need to be aware that we are using a different medium of communication. So we cannot have the same kind of interaction that we have in person or over the phone. We can't see the other person. We can't hear the other person. They can't see us. They can't hear us. So when they read our message, they are going to read it with their own internal voice. So for example, if they read the word hi, H-I, hi, they could read it as hi, or hi, or hi. And depending on how that word hi sounded in their internal dialogue, they're going to give it an interpretation and respond to that message based on how the words sounded in their internal voice. That means that when we send a quick message with a hi or a hello, the other person, depending on what's going on for them and how they're hearing what they're reading in their internal voice, is going to respond to us in a way that may take the interaction to an unpleasant place. The other thing we need to consider that's different in how we communicate is that, as I shared with you before, when we are talking to one another in person or over the phone, we communicate with one another with incomplete messages. We don't finish the sentence sometimes, but that can be repaired in the moment. When we are doing that over text, meaning that we are thinking about something, but we are not done formulating a complete thought, but for the sake of brevity or because we're in a rush, maybe we hit send and the incomplete message goes out. If the person you're texting is right on their device at the moment, they may respond right away. And after they respond, if they get a second or third message from you that completes your thought, now the text interaction is confusing, it can be triggering, or at the very least, it is very inefficient. Because now someone will have to start clarifying or taking control of the direction of the interaction, which then may be triggering for the person who sent the incomplete messages. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you get this text. Hungry? A second later, I was thinking Japanese tonight. Another second goes by. Or I can get by with leftovers. Another second. Still have a gift certificate to the Indian restaurant? You can tell from this interaction that 
The person who's sending these messages is thinking about something and texting as they are thinking. You know about the recommendation, do not text and drive? Well, the recommendation I want to give you today is do not think and text. Think, then text. Because oh, if you get that first text and you started responding to the text, whether you're hungry or not, when you get the second text, it may seem like the equivalent of the other person not listening. And you know what? It's true. You are right. This other person who sent you these four text messages in a row, one after the other, did not finish their thought. They're texting as if they were talking to you. And even if they were talking to you at that moment, they would not be listening to you. So if you do this, just know that this is not conscious communication. What you are doing is sending messages that lack clarity. And when you send message after message after message of incomplete thoughts, it is very taxing to the other person's brain. I know that you listening to this podcast are a very considerate, kind, and capable person. So please take a few seconds to finish your thought before you hit send. I can assure you that this is not just annoying for me, but I hear this in my communication coaching sessions a lot. I hear about how annoying it is to get fragments of a thought divided into three or four or more text messages. It generates confusion. And sometimes, as I mentioned, it becomes triggering for the recipient or the sender. The second point I want to direct your awareness to is related to how we respond either to a text message or to a post on social media. I'm going to compare it again to in-person or over-the-phone interactions. When you're talking to someone in person or over the phone, when someone tells you about an experience and let's say they, they take, I don't know, like a whole minute, seems a little bit like a monologue or two minutes to tell you about something, when it is your turn to respond, if you've been listening, if you are holding space for the other person, you don't just respond with a cool or that's too bad or thumbs up. No, you give the other person a reflection. You tell them how what they shared resonated for you. You let them know what you agreed with. When someone sends you a text message that let's say they put care into that message by doing all the things I recommended in episode 97. So you can go back and listen to that episode and you just respond with an emoji. It can be so dismissive to the sender of that message or that social media post. I remember having a communication coaching session in which my client was in tears telling me how much effort she put into her social media posts only to get a like on the other side. She said, I'm trying my best to communicate deeply and authentically with others, whether I'm talking to them in person or when I'm interacting with others on social media. 
And when not even my closest friends or family take five seconds to write a response, I feel unseen and unheard. And well, that is one of the issues that we have with social media communication. Social media is a very different medium of communication. Sometimes it is futile to expect the same level of depth as in an in-person or over the phone conversation or even a text thread with a bunch of friends. I sometimes think of social media as a party where everybody's sort of speed dating with everybody at the same time. So you are trying to talk to everyone at the same time while they are trying to talk to everybody at the same time. Kind of messy and confusing and it would be hard to go deep. However, having said all this, there's something that you and me as the compassionate, kind, considerate, and respectful human beings we are, there are a couple of things that we can do to communicate more consciously using the medium of social media. Number one, when you write a social media post, I suggest you tell people exactly what you would like to receive as a response. And if what you get back is just a heart emoji or a thumbs up, they just liked your post or loved your post or they reacted to your post with an emoji, but they didn't respond to your request, then just know that they didn't read what you wrote. Most likely what people are responding to is the image but not what you wrote. If you would like a direct response from a particular person, then you can either send them a direct message or you can tag them and ask that person a direct question about what you wrote. And number two, when you respond to a post on social media, if you didn't read the text and you just like the picture or the video, then type, meaning use your thumbs, and actually say, I liked your photo or I liked your video. I know this is not perfect, but actually it's more honest and conscious than simply responding with a heart or a like emoji. And of course, if you do read the text that goes with the post, then let the other person know what resonated with you about it or give them a reflection or ask them a follow-up question. This is how you can communicate more consciously. This is how you're able to say to the other person, I see you, I hear you, you matter, which are the reasons why most people post something on social media. And speaking of social media, I'd love for you to tell me on social media, either on Instagram at Language Alchemy or on Facebook, also at Language Alchemy, what resonated for you from this episode? Like everybody else who's posting on social media, I really love it when you communicate with me and let me know what helped you from an episode. All right, and now 
let's recap what you've heard in this episode. In this episode, we talked about a couple of aspects that differentiate how we communicate when we are talking with one another in person, over the phone, versus text messaging or social media. And I gave you a few tools to communicate consciously. I shared with you that when we are communicating consciously, we are aware of how we are communicating. And when you are either texting or sending messages or responding to social media, my suggestions are to be clear, specific, to finish your thought before you hit send so that you're more considerate of your recipient and to take a couple of seconds and let the person who sent you a long text message or who posted on social media and actually respond to their message with a reflection, with something you enjoyed, with something that resonated for you, or with a follow-up question. I hope this episode was helpful for you. As usual, I'd love to hear from you. And I want to share with you that I am putting together something that I'm really excited about for the summer. I'm not done yet. I haven't finished thinking about it, so I'm not going to tell you about it yet. I just want you to know that something is coming and I'd love for you to join me. For now, I want to thank you so much for listening and I hope that next time you send a text message or respond to a social media post, you'll remember some of what you've learned in this episode and in the previous episode. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao, original music by Gary LaPau. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com.